that's fine. Hey, you know what? Welcome to the retro breakdown. <laughs> we're, we're breaking down today. We're breaking down. My computer fan is apparently breaking down. So if you if you hear buzzing or weird audio, it's because I've had to extra clean background sound out of the audio to uh, to eliminate the sound of the my computer cooling fan I don't, going off its bearings and buzzing, I guess. It's not doing it right now, but I trust me, it will be before we're done here. <laughs> I would like to start off this week by saying I am still playing Mario plus Rabbid Sparks of Hope and it's still good. But God, I cannot like I cannot commit to playing that game for more than like two or three hours at a time. Why? What what holds you back from? I don't know. It isn't anything in particular. Like I still want to play it and I still make time for it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to like anytime I have some free time, I want to sit down and play it more. And then I play it for like 90 minutes and I'm like, all right, I'm bored now. Dang. And I want to do something else. But it's never like usually when a game does that, it's a it's the precursor to me dropping it for like a year and then coming back to finish it later. Sure. And it's, so it's not that it's not that because I end up wanting to come back and, and like play it again like the next day. But it's like every time I get really excited to play it, I'll play it for a little while and it's just like. It's fun, but I think, like, I don't know if it's because it's, like, too easy, so I'm not really feeling, like, super engaged with it. Yeah. Or what it is, but I I just, I keep, like, I keep loading it up and playing it, and I have fun while I'm playing. It's not like I'm bored. It's just, like, there is something in me where, like, after I've done it for a certain amount of time, maybe it's just because it's a little repetitive. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and you don't care about the story. I mean, I'm... I'm not skipping all of the story, but there are certain bits that I've come to recognize are just like, oh, press A to observe something in the in the environment, which is ostensibly there for lore. But really, it's just there for like some wisecrack gag. Yeah. Like someone is going to say something sarcastic that they think is funny and I'm just going to stare at it stone faced and move on. (laughs) So that I've sort of moved past. (laughs) um like the bits aren't bad it's not like it's not cringe level it's just like it's like the level of it feels like watching shrek one i was gonna say i mean it's it's just a minions type of a deal yeah 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 it's not that it's they're not i mean sometimes they are funny like sometimes they'll hit you and you're like crap i laughed at that (laughs) yeah like like once in a while it's like yeah that's pretty funny but most of the time it's just like You know what I mean? I didn't watch it and won't watch it because why would you watch it? But I imagine I picture it being like the type of the type of humor you would expect from like a Minions movie or not. Sorry, you just said Minions um, from the Emoji movie. Oh, okay, Yeah, I never saw that. I didn't either, but I saw clips of it and I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, where it's like it's it's trying to do like meme humor. But it's meme humor from people who are, like, too old to be doing it and only understand it on, like, a cursory level. Yep. <laughs> the best kind of meme. The old person meme. It's like we're in this, like, abandoned ice castle, right? And there's statues of, like, the prince and princess or, like, the, the heirs of to the throne or whatever. 
and they're in and you're none of your actual characters talk. They just like they don't have like actual lines, spoken lines. Right. Um, they will have, you know, the Mario gang has Charles Martinet doing like, oh, <laughs> you know, like the, the reaction sound effects. <laughs> the, the, the Mario voices. Yeah, that, that, exactly. is, that is that is Mario talking every once in a while, like Mario will shoot someone to death and then go, oh, yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> and like the the rabid characters basically have like they have lines as well, but they're all just like they're all very just affected lines. Like the, the rabid peach is just like the Valley girl mm. where she's just like, yep. Like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> like when you ask her to do something. Yeah. The, the rabid versions of the characters were my least favorite part of the first game. I think. Yeah. Like, move wise, move we, wise, we got characters saying things out loud, starting with the word hashtag. <laughs> I mean, that's super funny, dude. Oh. And you're you're looking at these uh, you're looking at these statues and the your wisecrack companion is like, ah, yes, this is the princess, whatever the hell her name was, who went off to uh who went off to this other area whose name, I, the the name of the area that I'm in right now, I literally don't remember what it's called. It's like Pastel, pa, no, Palette, Palette <laughs> Prime or something like that. It's basically <laughs> fall themed. Okay. It's very, it's very colorful. It's very like orange, yellow, autumn, falling leaves, pretty trees. Oh, that sounds pumpkins. nice, yeah. And they're like, oh, she went out there and exiled herself after tasting her first pumpkin spice latte. I'm like, really? We're punching down at pu uh, pumpkin spice lattes now. We're we're like we're we're saying that the rabid princess is like a basic white girl who like just can't stop drinking pumpkin spice lattes in the fall planet. And that, that's, that's the joke. Th that's why she she exiled herself. Yes. It, like the exile part is the joke. Like, she exiled herself after tasting a pumpkin spice latte. It's like, oh, I'm just going to stay here and drink pumpkin spice lattes all the time. Yeah, yeah, that just seems weird because it could be taken like she felt so guilty for taking one that she exiled herself. Yeah. <laughs> like, either way, it's not good. It's it's just like, like, okay. Like, in every case, it's like the joke's not really landing, but I know what they're going for. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'm not upset by this, but I mean, I mean, I don't know why people why, why it's fun to hate on uh, that in general, like that that type of humor. Like, oh, man, people really like pumpkin spice lattes. It must be stupid. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. Like, and I, I realized that I fell prey to that as a like I've talked about that before, where people loved Bioshock. So I was like, man, Bioshock's stupid. Oh, I yeah. I no. a lot of problems with the story there and things. But I had a the, I had a very direct and specific um, experience with it where I worked at Starbucks. Oh yeah, there you go. During the fall season, and saw this massive influx of like women of a certain image and age group coming in and specifically ordering pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> yeah. So like, 
I see where the I see like where the stereotype comes from. And sure, after like the 15th one in a row, it gets a little bit annoying. But like, let people enjoy things. It's like the drink doesn't taste bad. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I don't know. (laughs) I had it. I've had it before. You know, I've had the pumpkin spice flavoring. I haven't like I don't like coffee, so I haven't had it as like a. Well, yeah, then it would be terrible. Like as an actual latte. But like, (laughs) I know that the pumpkin spice I've had like a pumpkin spice hot chocolate. Ooh, yeah, using the same good. ingredients and which which by the way is essentially the exact same recipe except you just don't add the espresso for yeah, the that makes sense sure yeah um, that would that would that would that checks so like, out i'm just saying i've seen it right i've been there i get it let people enjoy things just let people enjoy things <laughs> it's fine but it's 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 that kind of like it's that kind of humor where it's like, let's, you know, let's find something that we can meme on and just kind of punch. It's a lot of like punching down. It's a lot of like, hey, I mean, this is, character kind of looks stupid. Let's make fun of how what what a loser they are. Yeah, that that is the that is 100 percent the humor that I would have guessed is that game. I don't I, I feel like they did it in the first one, too. I just don't I don't remember any of it. Yeah, I don't really either, to be honest. Nothing. I don't. I don't have a clue. Like I, I remember I some of the that, stages. Like, one thing that rat like I've played several rabbits games, and they all do have like a little bit of irreverent, like ah, look how stupid this is. But the thing is, like, usually it's these sort of like subhuman rabid characters whose entire thing is like ridiculous slapstick humor, right? Sure. And like doing like almost jackass style stunts. Yeah, it's like it's like the Three Stooges meets Jackass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a cartoon. So a lot of the a lot of the humor is punching down at them being like, look at this dumb shit that they're doing, yeah. which like, yeah, that's pretty dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you see it and you're like, yeah, checks out. They are, you know, that's what they are. They're just <laughs> slapstick humor vehicles. Where, like, if you see them just hitting each other back and forth with a giant mallet, it's like, yeah, checks out. <laughs> right? Yeah. But now it's like they're actually humanizing the characters and giving them, like, backstory and lore. You look That's at, like... so weird. You look at, like, paintings and murals of them, like, of them growing up <laughs> and, like, things that they did in their past where it's like... Oh, yeah, like the first area you're in, it's like, oh, yeah, the guardian of this area is this big screw up. And like the the only accolade that he ever had growing up is taking like 10th place in a sausage eating contest. And it's like, oh, that's kind of sad. Maybe someone should have supported him. (laughs) Maybe maybe you should praise that he got 10th place. Okay. maybe like, yeah, like maybe he could have gotten first if he had a friend. So it just feels bad because they're giving them actual character and humanizing them. Yeah. And but giving then you're, them like then you're unique, supposed to be laughing at them, too. Yeah. Unique traits. And like they're clearly depicted as sort of like trying their best. Right. And, we're and still then the humor is just like, wow, look at how much they suck. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's you're just laughing at people for just being who they are. And yeah. Then you're like, oh, well, it was kind of funny when they were just some weird alien rabid thing that was not 
didn't have normal traits of people. Yeah, and who's all, just the fun only at. thing that they actually said was just like, Bleh! Right, and so now, now you're making fun of just normal people living their life, and you're like, great. Yeah. <laughs> and you're punching down at them in the exact same way. Right, 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 right. Doesn't, doesn't land the same for me. It just yeah. doesn't. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, uh, to be honest, the only reason to play this video game is, is for none of that. Yeah. Yeah. At least for me. The only reason I would ever want to play it is because the, the gameplay is, is rad. The mechanics continue to be great. I am on the hardest difficulty and am not being challenged at all. Yeah, which is a little disappointing. But I mean, yeah, it kind of makes it doesn't surprise me, I guess, is what I I would say to that. I mean, it's considering the type of stuff that I've been playing where I am oh, like that's true too. like recently I am seeking out challenge for challenges sake to, I mean, a, to an almost the... unfair degree, like well, no, a game that is just unfair. like mainstream difficult is this yeah, well, is what that should feel like. I'm just not say, used to it. You, you don't because like you don't even really think of, you know, Dark Souls games as as like a challenge in a way, unless you're purposely making them a challenge, like trying to go through it. I mean, yeah, I, I literally was like, hey, let's I'm finding games that are like renowned for their difficulty and being like, how can I make this harder? Right. And and without even doing any research to make it easier for yourself, like, oh, OK, if I do this, then this I can go here. You're still trying to play a blind. Yeah. Even even Just though you're force it. Right. So I, I think that Mario and Rabbids not being a challenge for you is is far from <laughs> it's far from surprising. Yeah. No, it really. That that's it's, it's, <laughs> this I'm, I'm willing to accept that this is more of a my, of a me thing than yeah. a game thing. The game itself, I cannot stress this enough, is still fun. Mechanically, it is vastly, it's changed up and vastly improved from the, uh, from the original. Yeah. Because as I recall, the original had a, a more strictly like grid based system. Yeah. That's what we had talked about. You said that it's kind of open. You can run around and there's more freedom to do movements and stuff yeah. just with how the game is built. So it's, it sounds like the gameplay is good. Yeah. The game, be- the game is built upon that idea um extremely well and they've introduced uh rabid rosalina who yes i I saw that in the trailer i want to say don't think was in the original game and her weapon is great because it is actually like a machine gun oh um and the reason that is important is because it breaks cover like like destroys that things you can hide behind yes (laughs) because like like the the cover objects can only like they absorb a couple of hits, but they don't want you just like they don't want you just camping out behind the same piece of cover for the entire round. Sure. So they make it so that it can take damage and break over time if people if the enemies just like shoot at it and break it down. Um, the uh, the opponents Rosalina? can also do that. So but you didn't have an option prior to this character to break it down like easily. I'm guessing. I mean, you still can. Essentially, they can take a certain amount of hits. Okay, okay, okay. So the machine gun just does a bunch of hits at once, so it makes it Exactly. Easier. So it can actually essentially shoot through cover, because the cover will absorb the first two or three hits, but she's firing like 12. Yeah. Whereas awesome. like most other enemies are shooting, or most other characters are shooting like one to three. 
So yeah, you can do it in one turn as opposed to multiple. Exactly. You can you can break the cover and still do damage. And then the cover is broken for all the rest of the characters, which is super useful because all of the characters, um, you can use all of your characters moves in any order. Ah. So you can have her go out and break the cover first and then use your other two characters to do whatever they need to do once the cover is broken down. There's a it, there's just a lot of freedom and and um, creativity that you can use mechanically. Yeah, it's just it gives you so much power that it makes it like once you get a couple of good strategies figured out, the game becomes sort of a cakewalk because you can just yeah, you just kind of skate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I that's again, that. that's not a bad thing. It, it feels really good. Um, just really little stuff like you can put Luigi on like the um, the sort of like sniper Overwatch where he does reaction shots to anything that moves within his range. Right. But then you can you can set him on that and then you can go and do the dashing attack, which actually pops people up in the air and he'll react shoot on that. Oh, that's nice. So you do that. Like I did a fun thing. There's status effects as well. Um, the the water uh, splash effect makes it so that anyone who's afflicted with splash will actually uh, anytime they get hit with any sort of damage, they bounce. They actually like move and and bounce and take additional damage, so you can like bump them out of out of bounds or something. Right. So I literally had Luigi waiting on his uh, on his sniper shot with like a, a an electric infused shot, and I used a uh, I used the splash effect on the dash ability, and so I. <laughs> I dashed them, popped them up in the air like I was calling pull on like a on like a clay like trap like shooting. A, yeah, like a shot put thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he bounces up like he bounces up in the air and then Luigi shoots him in midair and they just like sit there suspended above the above the stage doing the like electrocution animation. <laughs> It's like you you just like work stuff like that together all the time and it feels so natural and easy to put together and it feels great. You feel really powerful. It's just like almost in too all powerful. in all but a couple of stages you kind of just rip through everybody. Sure. Now granted, I've also been doing all of the side quests and stuff so I'm slightly overleveled. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it as well. But uh, even gonna, in oh, even yeah. in stages where I go in and I'm under leveled, it I still blow everybody away. <laughs> so I, I, think, I don't think it matters that much. Yeah, but it's I, still fun. I think it just goes back to it's not a game you're playing for a challenge. It's a game you're playing just for, you know, just to kill some time, have some fun, feel cool in the battlefield, link some ideas up. See Mario shooting stuff, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the classic, you know, I never thought we'd see Mario with a gun moment. Yeah, except for uh, Yoshi Safari. Oh, yeah, true, true. And actually, the implication of that is even more fucked up. It's way worse, actually. It's actually so much more messed up. I forgot about that. Yeah, true. <laughs> Anyhow, what's your week like? That's That's pretty much what I'm doing this week. I mean, to be honest, not that nothing exciting. I, I played through some Sonic games, which I'm sure we'll talk about when we decide to play uh, Sonic CD. Yep. But but I I've I finished Sonic Colors and 
I don't have anything to say about it. Cool. <laughs> nothing nothing that to talk about. That sounds about right. I have nothing to say about Sonic at the moment. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? We talked a lot over Discord about Sonic, and I think those are all thoughts that are best left. Um, oh, I'm sure they'll come back up if we play Sonic CD. Not... Not left unsaid, but left for the podcast where they're more relevant. And yeah, also, okay, okay. maybe left until they're um, a little colder. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know, just, just chilling. It's just, it's just Sonic. Just Sonic things. Everyone knows. <laughs> Even the people that know, don't know, know. Well, they're gonna know. <laughs> if, we, if we end up doing Sonic CD next week, or possibly the week after, depending on time, um, they'll know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll definitely know. Yeah. Cool, then. Do you want to take a question? I do. I really do. Excellent. Well, we'll cue the music and jump right into it. Swoggles would like to know, for you personally, mm. what is your favorite game for the following three seasons? Th- for the following three series? Oh, oh, okay. Um, I was like, seasons? That's a, that's a wild question. That's actually a really good question that we should answer at another time, but not this time. <laughs> like, like... The best, like, seasonally appropriate game for each. Damn, that'd be really good. Or, like, times of the year where you feel like playing something or maybe certain emotions that spark certain kinds of games. Yeah, yeah, That's where I was going with that. But anyways, anyways, yeah. Yeah, that's a a fun question. That's not this question. The favorite (laughs) game for these three series. Okay. Number one, favorite Zelda game. Majora's Mask. That's a good pick. That's an underrated pick. It would, it, it's either, so it's it's Majora's Mask, or then I would put all three of the Game Boy Color games, um, or, well, I suppose Link's Awakening's not a Game Boy Color game, technically, but the, the, the three Game is. Boy, huh? The DX one is. The DX one is, that is the one I like the best, because I had the, the little camera, or the, the, the printer thing, the, the, I remember printing out my Game Boy camera. Of course you had the Game Boy camera and printer. Yeah, duh. So, and That's you could print the out... most you thing. <laughs> and I used it. I printed out the, <laughs> the Lens Awakening little little picture snapshots. Did you? Did, I, I'm sure you're well familiar with the uh, with the what are you running from creepypasta? <laughs> no, I, I have. You know, it's funny you say that. I have never read a creepypasta in my life. No, no, no. Like. Okay, I haven't either. I am literally just talking about using the run command and the Game Boy camera is like, what are you running from? <laughs> no, I, I actually don't know that. Oh my god, it's the creep, it's the most unnecessarily creepy thing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking I'm, it up right now. Just Game Boy camera, what are you running for? Oh yeah, the creepy just wiki. Okay. Who are yeah, you yeah, running yeah. from? Just Game Boy camera run. <laughs> Wait, so why was this in here? I, I know I never did this before. <laughs> it's like, it's like. What the heck? That's so weird. Yeah, so you select the run command and then randomly you'll get faces and randomly you'll get other stuff. Huh. N- Nintendo really, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> oh, apparently it's going to chill my blood. I mean, I listen. It it spooked me out pretty bad when I was like 10. <laughs> I, I realized that that sentence is not for me. <laughs> it just made me smile, but especially because the picture that's associated with it just looks like someone trying to do a bad version of a Kiss Band member. <laughs> like, it's not scary at all. It's fucking hilarious looking. 
Well, I okay. <laughs> I have discussed this in the past. Okay, right. Um, in which one of my like everyone's got like a couple of like really really highly specific irrational fears. Sure. Like it's just like there's just when this happens, it's just like I get like a full body chill. And like my blood runs cold and it's just it's it's an unpleasant feeling. Mm-hmm. And for me, that thing more than anything else is like technology that I don't expect to be like it, it, technology reacting or responding to me in a way that I don't think it's supposed to. Oh, no, I get that completely. So like. Going into the Game Boy camera function and selecting run, which I which I recognized as just like a standard function. Yeah. (laughs) And then it and then it being like, who are you running from? Was like the most threatening thing I'd ever seen. (laughs) No, if if I had done it that way, it would have been way spookier. Absolutely. I just meant seeing the, the headline and then seeing what what I'm running from was funny but in the moment it would have been <laughs> would have been very uncomfortable for like sure when, when you're not expecting it yeah and you're just like hey what does this do and then your game boy camera fucking threatens you yeah. <laughs> i'm not okay i'm not okay with that thanks nintendo <laughs> anyway we're off we're Game Boy Camera, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Zelda's best yeah, but, favorite so, Zelda so, game. My favorite so, Zelda game is easily linked to the past. Oh yeah, that would have been my guess for you. I mean, it's I have played it probably thanks to the randomizer. I played it through probably a hundred times compared to like less than five for any other individual one. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I haven't played Majora's Mask the most. I just like it the best. I just that's it totally has like fair. Some of the coolest. I think I don't know what it is about it. That game just really it just hits right for me. It's I didn't like Majora's Mask as much when I played it at first, mm-hmm. but I did play it a lot and I spent a lot of time in it. And in retrospect, I have I have a lot of respect for it sort of for breaking outside of the bounds of what the typical Zelda game actually was at the time. Yeah, I mean, because that game is so different. It's like, especially afterwards, seeing how like uh, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword essentially, and even to some degree, uh, Wind Waker, all essentially followed the same pattern of like, Hero awakens. Hero collects three MacGuffin orbs or jewels of some kind. <laughs> gets Master Sword. Does more dungeons to get more things. To get other to get other things that you need to open the big dungeon where the Ganon is. Yeah, like they all follow this same established progression with a lot of, with a lot of like recurring items and a lot of familiar puzzles and. It's not that they're bad, it's just it was such a it was such a consistent formula that looking back and seeing Majora's Mask in the middle of it, which completely does not do any of that at all. No, in fact, it's a very unfriendly game for most people to play. Yeah, it's a it's an extremely unconventional formula. And while it isn't my favorite, I have so much respect for it, like looking back on it historically for for being one of the only games that really, really stepped outside of that formula 
and had success doing it. Yeah. Um, a link to the past, like I've played it the most. I know it the best. I played the randomizer to death. Um, like I said, I played it game. probably over a hundred times because it's just, it's just still fun, mm-hmm. especially with the randomizer. And I don't think I've played any other game in the Zelda franchise more than like three times, including Ocarina. Ocarina, yeah. maybe I've played like four or five times. Yeah, I've, I don't know which one. I wonder which one I've played the most. I really don't know. It might right. actually be Ocarina of Time, but next series. Mario. Favorite single Mario game. It's probably it's probably it's probably Odyssey. I, I really, really loved that game a lot, but it would be hard for me to not. <sighs> I have hmm. my first instinct was to say the exact same thing. But here's the thing. I played Mario Odyssey once. It was like five years ago. I didn't do everything in it and I haven't looked at it since. Yeah, I I, I, I'm, I understand that, too. Like I've I've it's I collected all the moons, but I doubt I'll ever play Mario Odyssey ever again. World and 64, I'm pretty happy to just pick up and go back to at almost any time. Yeah, over Christmas, I played through World casually just for fun because I had my Switch there and I had the Super Nintendo controller. And I was like, you know what? I, I feel like playing Super Nintendo. So I think that Odyssey is, to me, the best game. But I don't know if it is necessarily my favorite, mm-hmm. which is a which is a weird distinction to draw. But I think 64 might actually be my favorite. I mean, if we're talking about favorites it would <laughs> i would probably have to say it, it might even be like mario rpg or paper mario Ooh, or that's something interesting like that. actually I, I would go to mario rpg or paper mario if i'm thinking i wasn't thinking about favorite. like the spin-off games but that's actually that's actually a fair point i think i think <laughs> can I would my go favorite there. zelda game be hyrule warriors <laughs> yeah sure why not <laughs> <laughs> it's not but that's it's similarly it's, it's, it's a similarly interesting offshoot <laughs> it's primarily a Zelda game. It is. It is. Okay, three yeah. is slightly more off the beaten path, but okay. uh, but not still pretty. It's Mega Man. Mega Man. We. Yeah, I just I don't really care about Mega Man at all. That's I, fair. I, I so I played through Mega Man two and uh, Mega Man Legends. Okay, for the podcast. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, we did play that for the podcast. That was very and good. I played like half of Mega Man X. It's such a weird series for me because I love I love the idea of Mega Man. I love the music of Mega Man. I mm-hmm. like playing Mega Man for like 15 minutes and then I don't want to play it anymore. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, so what I'm it's, most excited about is Mega playing... Man is a winning series. Like it's a winning formula. Yeah, but like it's also a it's such a basic formula that it doesn't really like unless you're the type of person who likes to really like polish and perfect your gameplay and just mess around and and do that over and over it doesn't really have a whole lot of lasting appeal now there are a lot of people who do like to do that so it does have lasting appeal for a lot of people but you from what i know of you you're definitely not that person no and and i'm i'm not not even like a huge side-scrolling platformer dude yeah I, I am, them. and I don't even, I don't even, like, really, really mark out for Mega Man. Like, I like it, but it's not, like, if you were to ask me which game like that I would want to play, 
I I wouldn't pick a Mega Man game. I'd probably pick like Shovel Knight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird because I have like a strange nostalgia for Mega Man, probably just because he's been a, like I've known of him for most of my life, and I've played them, and he's always been around. But I've so it's it's like I want to. It's like I feel like I should really like Mega Man, but then I feel guilty because I've never. I mean, guilty is way too strong of a word. No, but, I know what you mean. But then it's like, well, I've never really played these games. Who am I to like Mega Man? It's like, well, screw you. I don't have to like talking to myself that I don't have to play the games to enjoy the character. <laughs> so it's yeah. weird that I I don't know what I'm really. I, I wore a Sailor Moon shirt around yesterday and I've never watched Sailor Moon. <laughs> You've only but watched I respect clips. the hell out of Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really excited to play Battle Network at some point. Oh, yeah, me too. Because I know the collection's coming out, so then I'll have an excuse to, you know, play those buy for it the first time and play it. I'm. It's it's wild because the collection almost has too many like RPGs and as as such a reasonable cost. So it's like holy crap! If I buy this video game, am I committing to three hundred hours of Mega Man <laughs> RPGs? I know, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. It's weird to say that a game has too much value. <laughs> It's like intimidating to play it. <laughs> I absolutely get it. <laughs> this is the most basic bitch answer I could possibly give, but Mega Man X is uh, my fine. favorite. Yeah, I mean it's a good game. I, the, I've all of I've the played music of it, is liked. good. It has it has really smooth mechanics. I played X two and X three. I was looking at my shelf yesterday and realized that I have X four and didn't even realize that. <laughs> Actually, For, you know what Mega Man game I played the most. Uh, was Mega Man 8 on, on PlayStation. That game was really cool. That, I Wait. liked that game a lot. I forgot about that. I don't know why I didn't eight think of it. or yeah. X8? No, no, 8, 8. I thought that was on SNES. No, Mega Man 8's a PlayStation game. Oh, no, I'm thinking of 7. 7's yeah. on SNES. Mega Man 8, I want to say it was like the f- first PlayStation Mega Man? I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Um, but I know it came out in like 96, 97 era, maybe 98. Oh yeah, uh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, I don't think I've even hardly ever even seen this. Mega Man 8 looks awesome. It's, it has a really cool, you know, oh, yeah. possible with the CD art style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked Mega Man. I forgot about that's, that one. That's, so that's, that's I would say Mega Man 8 is probably my favorite Mega Man. Although it's, it's, <laughs> the only thing I remember is the, the, the clown stage. I'm looking at the Clown Man stage now. Yeah, Clown Man is the one that I, that is that's the only person that I remember from, from Mega Man 8. That sure a is amount. a thing. <laughs> Maybe we should play Mega Man 8 someday. Maybe we should play Mega Man 8 someday. Oh, Mega Man 8 was on Saturn. I didn't know that. That makes sense. Yo, that should be that's the version we should play. Jesus. Honestly. I'm still looking for a good Saturn game. I feel like we had one but Guardian Heroes is pretty good. I just didn't like it. I just had like way too hard of a time. Oh no 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 no! I meant I meant another one that we were thinking about playing. Yeah, I remember we played Guardian Heroes, and that was. I mean, it was fine. Um, I think I want to play Burning Rangers, but I oh, don't know if I want to play Burning Rangers or if I just want to listen to Burning Rangers. <laughs> I, hey, you know because that song actually, is incredible. I I feel I feel that way about uh, another game, and and that's. That's Mario Golf. Yeah, Mario Golf's all right. <laughs> Feeling okay? Yeah, I'm all right. 
Uh, you have now played Mario Golf um, more recently than I have. Yeah. How, how'd you feel? <clears throat> Excuse me. How'd you feel? <laughs> That's how I feel about Mario Golf. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about Mario Golf. <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, I really loved Mario Golf when it came out. I love yeah, playing that's... the 64 one. I love playing the Game Boy Color one. I played this. I played it yesterday and I uh, didn't want to play it after like 30 minutes. Yeah, that's fair. I don't. It's it's not that it's a bad game. It's fine. It's just that the arcade style golf game has improved a lot since Mario Golf. It has. Like, I'd rather just play Golf Story the just like the, the free mode if I'm going to play something like this or maybe uh, what's it called? Not top shots, uh, hot shots, hot shots. Yeah, or something like. Right? Everybody's like, golf is really, really everybody, good. Yep, everybody's golf. Yeah, that's the, that's actually what I was thinking of. I, I that's that's the which the I game think that I actually, I think everybody's golf has been a thing in Japan for a long, long time, and we got that as hot shots golf. Oh, okay. And then the PS4 version came out, and they were like, "Screw it, it's just everybody's golf." We're oh, just okay, we're, okay. we're keeping the name consistent. Yeah, so I, mean, I think our Hot Shots Golf was their Everybody's Golf. That is what that series is. Oh, neat. I didn't know that. But the so one yeah, for I, PS4 is excellent because you actually have like an RPG progression system where you can improve your skills over time and really buy new equipment and stuff. Oh, okay, so it's it's more it's more aligned with the Game Boy Color Mario Golf, which was superior to the 64 one even even when I thought so even when I was little. The, yeah, the you, you actually can like you actually like you start on easier courses and you do all these little side questy things and you get you can get new equipment and RPG sports games, man. I know. <laughs> like, just give me that feeling of progression. I want to start off only being able to drive the ball 195 yards like and 600. finish the game hitting it for like 380 or some inhuman <laughs> amount that, like that. I want the anime distance. All right. Yes. Like, give me like. <laughs> Just go completely nuts with it at the end, and then you're just OP supersonic. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Or Super Saiyan. Sorry, I was just playing Sonic. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. It's like <laughs> they're like they're different. Yeah, no, they're different. I didn't realize this. Did you know in Sonic Three, Sonic could go Ultra Instinct? <laughs> There's I a did white not know version that. of Sonic before Ultra Instinct, dude. Dragon Ball stole from Sonic after Sonic stole from Dragon Ball. It's perfect circle. <laughs> I want to say it's unbelievable, but it's actually completely believable. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, not to derail the golf topic here. The I, It's all right. I, I, I fully recognize that we're not going to have that much to say about it. I mostly just want to talk about, like, the evolution of Mario Golf. Because going back and seeing where, like, it kind of originated from, um, I'm really I think happy. is interesting. No, I've, I had a lot of fun going back to playing. Because, like, I booted up. I was I was really excited. And the music, I like, like it all felt good. And then, then I started to play. I was like, oh no, this is, you know, you know, this is the funniest thing. Whenever I load up a 64 game today, for the most part, <laughs> I'm reminded of how funny, like they basically look like the preset unity. Here's how you make a menu um, screens. Yes. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time now, because I never thought about that as a kid or even 10 years ago when I if I played a 64 game but now oh, when yeah, I look no. at it that's totally. all I see is the the stock here here's how you make a start game and continue screen <laughs> and that's just what all 64 games feel like to me now well except for I will say the golden eye man man rare 
Rare did something really magical with Goldeneye, regardless of how trashy it is to play today, because you know no one wants to play a game with their with the default sixty four controller. But the 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 look and feel of the game is is still really awesome. And oh, Mario yeah. Golf it does not have uh, that that it, from the from the menu sense it doesn't have it. But yeah, so I was I was excited to play it, and I started to actually play it. I was like, oh no, I don't want to play this at all. <laughs> like it was, it just it's it's. The conveniences I, of modern yep. simulation golf are so nice that going backwards is really, really hard for me, especially because I'm not like, you know, a huge golf fanatic anyways. Like, sure. It's just fun I mean, to play. Even. Even stuff as simple as like just being able to see the like. Did you find it when you were like putting on the green? It's actually oh, it's really, really hard to read which direction it's hard. breaking. Yeah. Everything about the game is difficult to understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm being like, and I'm not just saying that like it really was not, it was not a very enjoyable experience to play after you've played. So, I mean, I, when I was done playing it, I, I seriously booted up Switch Sports and played golf on that. Yeah. I and need I like, to oh, go back to that. I, I feel. It's awesome. Switch Sports Golf is an incredibly good time. I believe it. I, I've, I I've spent it's weird a lot that of it was delayed it. for so long when it is like ostensibly the same game as the one that they had on the Wii U one or yeah, the, and, the Wii the Wii Sports Resort. There, there's no there's no good reason for that. It has to just be. I don't know. I'm gonna guess it has something to do with marketing and like trying to have the whole games as a service thing and all that kind of stuff to get people to come back to play because I, I it's not super in depth or anything like that so I don't, I don't have a clue but it's fun I've, I've played like I don't know 10 hours of switch sports golf now I want to say over the last two months one thing I've been doing this is off topic and I will get us back on topic shortly but okay. um <laughs> you you mentioned it when you were talking about how messed up the uh how messed up and weird the menu looked. Oh, yeah. So I have been going back through, and uh, one other thing I've been doing this week, now that I'm a Cusa Grande GM, um, <laughs> I've been going through and, and testing out some games, some that I'm really familiar with, some that I am, uh, some that I just kind of know of by reputation, but I'm just kind of trying them out and seeing if they can work as, mm-hmm. a, as a match. And um, I played a game... Called Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. Oh, yeah, I know of that game. I've never played it, but I know of it. Yeah, um, that was one of the first games that I owned for the for the SNES. And it's terrible. But, you know, 10 year old me didn't know that. And it's <laughs> when you were talking about like, oh, yeah, this looks like basic, like generic default options for uh, for creating a menu. <laughs> I thought of this. <laughs> yeah it's just just a grid screen with the text on it <laughs> yep <laughs> literally like you you hit start on the main screen and you see this these I mean, are the options single game start league continue league game duration the the, the important part of bill Ambeer's combat basketball is the the fact that there are players with like chainsaws for their hands yeah, that is not the case in the game, though. No, I, I know. At any the, point. The art is cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, Mario Golf. You know what really struck me? I actually what? played a good bit 
Yeah, you because, said you got into it. Um, Mario Golf has a thing that I really appreciate. It, it doesn't have the same like RPG style progression where you like your character gets better over time. Mm-hmm. But it does have the ability to unlock stronger and stronger characters by un- unlocking them via match play. And I liked that. That was one of my favorite part as a kid was was unlocking, like trying to unlock the characters and all that. Yeah, same. And like you get that you like you get one more and one more and one more and then eventually you unlock Mario. Yep. And like once you unlock Mario, then the last unlock is Bowser. I don't you isn't I think Donkey Kong or something, isn't it? Or am I wrong? He's in it. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember who you got like the order of the characters. Bowser is not the last character that you unlock, but when you unlock him, you get credits. Okay. So it's kind of like a, a pseudo ending. I have a memory of playing with Metal Mario. Yeah, I think but that's correct. I looked up the requirements to get Metal Mario, and there's I definitely didn't do it, so I don't know how <laughs> I did it. There might have been a code or something. I, yeah, because like to use Metal Mario, you have to get birdies on every single course and something else. I don't remember. It was something else. I was like, yeah, I definitely didn't do that. Um, I do remember unlocking... I do remember getting the credits, so it must have been Bowser. Could be, yeah. If that's if that's what I mean, I didn't even unlock credits. all the courses oh, because no, this that's time I also a thing that you you gain XP from playing like tournaments and unlocks yes. and stuff yeah. like that. Yep. And that goes towards unlocking more courses. And then you have to unlock characters through match play, which is really cool. And I like that. It's what I did most of my time with, except boy, you remember the era? You remember the era where like you could get a game and there were like 16 characters in the game, but when you first booted up, there's four. <laughs> yeah. And this, it's one of like, like baby Mario. <laughs> Come on. Don't give me baby Mario. No, like baby Mario isn't even the worst one. The worst ones are the like. Oh, the, the, the Camelot. The, the Camelot self insert characters. <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. That's a good point. You remember I don't know classic why uh, plum. Yeah, classic Nintendo character, Sonny. Yeah, or I, 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 there is uh, there is one that you unlocked. Uh, I think it was Maple, and it looked like the normal oh, yeah, version yeah. of of Princess Peach. It's like if Princess Peach was like a real person or something. Like she's a, I think I think they they refer to it. Yeah, it's like Disney Disney bounding, which is where you like dress up like the character, but not quite because you don't you're not allowed to look like the characters. In right, Disney right, right. Um, you know, because then kids might get confused. But whatever. Uh, so that's what the that's what Maple looks like is someone trying to role play Princess Peach. <laughs> I don't remember how you unlock her now. I have to look that up. But anyways, the, those those characters are you're right. They're far worse than, than Baby Mario. Because they're just least, they're just people. It's like the original Mies without being able to customize them. That's absolutely what they look like. <laughs> I think it was. Let me see. Is it Charlie? No, it's uh, Harry. Charlie is a. I, I have the. I, I I brought up the manual. So Charlie's one. Of, I think Char- Charlie and Plummer are the two starting characters that are yep. self inserts, along with like Baby Mario and like Peach. Yeah, and then you unlock Luigi because I unlocked Luigi, and then I was like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then before you get to like, I think you get Yoshi next. But then, like, there's a there's Wario in there and you work your way up to Mario. But before that, you got to get like you got to get like Sunny and Harry and Maple and (laughs) 
Harry looks like some dude at your office that has to go to sensitivity training every three months. <laughs> he looks like Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> right. What did I say? Yeah, exactly. I do like his blurb in the manual. He's totally confident in his play. Harry's philosophy is, if I play my best game, I'll win. <laughs> That's the most Japanese thing. <laughs> That's the most Japanese thing. Okay. Some of these <laughs> descriptions are kind of weird. Wario's, Wario's distinct club wagging, wiggling play is backed by a smooth and powerful swing. Bowser's, Bowser can boast the most power on the course. Just looking at his massive girth is enough to blow you away. <laughs> massive girth. <laughs> You're totally blown away. <laughs> oh, goodness. I mean... Here's the thing, like, N64 Mario Golf is fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's, a, and it's an honestly, absolutely fine the, experience. Like, even going up to, like, Super Rush, the guts of what that game is based on are all here. Like, the the shot power bar works out basically the same. Like, oh, you've got, the, you've got the power shots and everything. And, even, yeah, there's lots of control over how you how you play. It's just the, the getting to it is less enjoyable than a more recent version of the same thing yeah absolutely so it, it would be a game that i would suggest nobody needs to play it unless they just want to see kind of hey here's mario golf it has lovely it has some really lovely smooth music I, i've had that yeah. ost playing since we started in the background and it's just real chill yeah yeah it's very nice it has been more or less completely made irrelevant by its uh by its successors yeah and and it's too bad. I still wish we had game like I mean I know we can just load up an emulator, but it's it's too bad there's not an easy way to play the Game Boy games on the Switch yet or whatever because the uh, the oh I guess it's technically on Wii U, but I don't I don't really want to I don't know why I don't want to pay eight dollars for individual games that I that <laughs> are too old for that. Anywho, um, I Mario don't Golf disagree. Game Boy Color is really fun. And I would like to know if it's actually fun today still, because my memory of it is it's being phenomenal. And I really want to know if I would have the same opinion of the 64, uh, 64 where it's like, oh, that was really cool then. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Like, I'd rather play something else because my memory of it is that it's super awesome. So I'm hoping one day that will be make will be made available for quote unquote free uh, yeah. through through the, the Nintendo services. You know, one of the neatest things, though, was that you could link them together with the transfer pack. Why? So you could have the transfer pack plugged into the back of your 64 controller, and then you plug in Mario Golf Game Boy Color, and then you can unlock the Game Boy Color characters in Mario Golf 64. It's kind of neat. I love all that little functionality that, I mean, it was kind of, it's sort of stupid in many ways because it's sort of gate kept by having the technology, but at the same time, it's fun. Uh, the Perfect Dark was uh, was uh, the most notorious for having content that you could unlock through the the Game Boy Pack, although you could unlock all of that stuff naturally through the the main game too. Hmm. But yeah, the yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got a little distracted because I saw a blurb that was like, "This is Jennifer Taylor's first uh, first game where she voiced Princess Peach." Oh, really? Which she continued to do up through uh, Mario 3D All Stars. It looks like she was the voice of Peach up until around the Wii. Okay. Th who did they switch her with? Um, Looks like Samantha Kelly. 
I don't know why I asked. I'm not going to know the name, but. <laughs> I honestly didn't know either. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. After eight years, Jen Taylor ended her career with Nintendo in 2006. Make sure she was able to work more in the Ch- Seattle Children's Theater. Oh, cool. Oh, that's nice. Good for her. <laughs> Thanks, Internet. <laughs> she did the voice of Peach and also Toad. <laughs> that's great, actually. <laughs> Who is... Is the the person that does the voice now the one that's been doing it since she left? I always like finding the voice actress. Like, you know, it's kind of funny. Like Charles Martinet is in a uh, there's a, a movie called The Game where he plays the Michael Douglas's father for like a scene. <laughs> it's it's and it's always it's just one of those. I don't know. Like you just things. don't you expect like, to see her. That's that's Mario. Or to see him rather. Because <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. he's 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 you know, he's he's Mario. And you wouldn't have even known it's him unless you know what he looks like, because he's not he's not in a ton of movies or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like um, it looks like Samantha Kelly has been the voice of Peach basically since 2006 up until now, because she's credited on Sparks of Hope, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, she apparently she's uncredited, but did do the role. Uncredited? I I'm going to go ahead and blame Ubisoft for it. I don't know. I, I was going to say, I, I read something recently about how credits are handled. Oh, God, what game was it? I think it was for the translations for Persona 4. Um, the oh, teams yeah. were not individually credited. It was just like, oh, and it was done by this group. And everyone was kind of like, well, that's crappy. Why couldn't we have our name in the credits? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, is, yeah. It's, it's, that's, a, that's one of those mind-blowing sort of things not to do, because I guess the company likes it to be you know, it's just them. They're the company and that's it. But but like we're talking about game credits, like it's going to scroll for another five seconds if you list 50 names. <laughs> yeah, it cares. Video game credits have always been weird. Yeah. And like, I don't entirely understand why. Like pre like previously you get you'd get stuff in like the the 80s and 90s where it was like. Japanese games would be like, oh, yeah, programmed by, you know, Tomo-chan, <laughs> right? And it's like, okay, so the story behind that is like a lot of game companies would not allow their individual workers to put their real names in the credits for fear that they'd be poached by other companies. Oh, Jesus, what a... F- that's a whole that's a whole mood right there. <laughs> I mean, considering how closely tied the video game industry has been to the Yakuza over the years, I don't think that's terribly surprising. <laughs> yeah, but it just feels so wrong for those people. <laughs> but then you even like you go back to like the 70s and 80s in the US and we had a similar thing where Atari wouldn't allow credits on uh on their games. And so you have Adventure where I forget what his actual name is but like the guy puts his name on a credit in like a in like a hidden room (laughs) and it made it past the it made it past because none of the actual like testers at atari found it oh i do know what you're talking about yeah 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 uh oh god what game was it i'm not gonna i totally know what you're talking about though yes yes the the game's name is adventure oh it is adventure yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know if you're trying to think of something like, 
like sort of secondary to the topic, but like the game is called Adventure. No, I, I, I no, got no, no, you no. on this. You, 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 uh, yes. Well, you got me twice. <laughs> you got me and you also are supporting me. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> but no, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I forget what the what the person's actual name is. But um, but I know that's like considered the first video game credit mm. because Atari also just like, no, you are a like, just make the stuff. You are a robot. I mean, that's why Activision became Activision is because they were like, this is crap. We're going to leave and make our own independent company where everyone's supported and gets equal pay and free and, and is accredited for all their work. And now Activision's just a wonderful company that does that all the time and never is in the news for anything bad. Everything is always fine. <laughs> it's like the old the old Dark Knight line, I feel like applies more to like video game corporations than anything. <laughs> the like you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. <laughs> it's like you're seeing it happen with CD Projekt Red right now. Like, Why? it's, it's is... this well, because they like they started out their entire they started out as as like a game pirating cracking collective group. Yeah. Where they were fighting back against uh, they were fighting back against like really harsh uh, digital rights management. The, the tyranny of digital rights. Yeah. Where it's and like, yeah, we're going to make our we're going to make the Witcher. And we're going to not do any of that stuff on our games. And we're also going to open up GOG where we only sell games that don't have those measures. Mm -hmm. So they like they absolutely started their entire existence as a company as the, you know, the consumer friendly, you know, anti anti like corporate <laughs> company. Yeah. And now flash forward to the. uh to the release of cyberpunk and it's like yeah we crunched all of our workers for two years and then released the game early even though our qa begged us not to because the shareholders wanted more money <laughs> it's exactly what our mission was all along <laughs> and it's like yeah there wasn't even that there wasn't even really that much pressure we just wanted to boost profits for the quarter so we just we just did it it's it just out good now. to release it for the banks yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah you're right yeah it, it, that's, it, it that's a good uh it does seem that way anyways I, it's, I a, it's, it's a more modern example because like that's all happened in the last 15 20 years mm -hmm. whereas like activision's fall from grace has been like a 40 50 year thing <laughs> you <Damn>. know yeah <laughs> you're not like wrong. i think activision launched in like the late 70s yeah, it was after I think it, they they did it after the programmers that worked on a Pac-Man for Atari were were not getting a fair share of what they should have been or something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was 1979. Like, okay, yeah. So they have been they have been in existence for like just under 45 years. Wow. And started out as the company that was like, hey, we're gonna be good to our workers. And now they just could not be less that they are the actual standard bearers of the opposite of that. 
Thanks, Activision. Thanks, Activision. Hey, Mario, anyway, Golf. Mario Golf is all right. You can play it yeah. if you want. <laughs> I knew we weren't going to have much to say about it. I was just like, I played it idly because I didn't know what else to do one day. I mean, day, I'll be honest. It was just there. Like, like I said, it's one that I'm really glad we played because it's, it's, it's really one of my favorite things about playing old games is either realizing, oh, huh, this is not the game that I remember it because of X, Y, and Z, or, uh-huh. oh, wow, this is way better than I could have imagined. Like, it's there's there's so much more to it. And this kind of falls right in there. Yeah, it's fine. But it's not, my memory of it was that it's phenomenal. Right. Like, it will hold up today. And it, you know, really, it really doesn't compare it to does. other. It does. Like, it's still fine. It still games. plays fine. I would say with as screwed up as the, uh, as the Switch's N64 control scheme is, yeah uh this is probably one of the games least affected by it yeah, you can play like mario party you can play mario golf <laughs> yeah that's like fine. they're not, not really like the buttons required are not really uh it doesn't matter where they are in the controller yeah they're not, not they're not mapped in such a way that like you're going to be weirded out by having to use the right stick for the c buttons yeah because mm-hmm. i don't think the c buttons are hardly used at all uh, it's used to like kind of navigate the map. Yeah, which like actually feels right on the stick anyway. Yeah, like that feels appropriate. Yeah, it's it's still playable. It's just like if you have a more modern Mario Golf game or even a more modern um, like arcade style golf game at all, probably yeah, play, play those. Yeah, that's how I feel. Not because it's bad, just like it set the it. It set a good blueprint. And like a lot of classic games, newer games have taken that blueprint and applied 20 years of, you know, design and technology improvements and made them naturally better. That's not that's not N64 Mario Golf's fault. It did the it did basically the best it could with what it had at the time. And so have newer games. But what it had at the time was better. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that sums it up. So yeah, it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> eh, Mario Golf. Did you ever play the ring the the ring shot? Not this time, no. But I mean, I played it on the sixty four a bit. I don't I, re- I didn't it play well. it either. I remember hating it. That's my memory of it. But I don't like those. I didn't like it in Mario Tennis either. Okay, I do have it since I don't think I'll ever push to actually like podcast Mario Tennis. So I'll talk about it a little bit because I played it a bit. Um, not as much as golf. Um, I liked tennis. I actually liked playing tennis more than golf on the 64. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's still, I think tennis holds up a little bit better, but I remember there was a specifically, um, there was a specific code to unlock a special ring shot challenge through Blockbuster in Mario Tennis. And you had to like, I don't even remember how you did it, but you had to do it and then submit like a special code and like the whoever got the high score was going to win some kind of prize. Ooh, I don't know if they ever followed through on it. I'm going to guess not because I did it over and over and over and practice and got a high score of like two. I want to say like 200 and something. Yeah. And then put in my high score and saw that the top score was like nine million. <laughs> and it was one of those things where it's like, all right, the top of the leaderboard is like, you know, 
yeah, 450, 4, 455, 457, 458, 9 million. And it's like, oh, someone broke it. Someone, okay. I see. And that was one, that was one of the first times that I actually like bought into one of those, you know, play the game and, and win a thing contests. And just became completely disillusioned with the whole thing because it's like, oh, people are just going to cheat. <laughs> I I remember Nintendo Power had a get your best, you know, Pokemon snap picture and you'll win a an African safari. What? And yeah. For like four people. And Kyle and I, we, we had this. That sounds like a terrible idea. We, we had this awesome picture of gengar so we submitted or not gengar it was coughing it was like mm. i don't know we, we 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 were trying to find online if anyone had ever gotten a higher score than that and it didn't seem like we we're like oh my god we could win so we submitted everything we sent it in and then after we mailed it we we're like what the what the hell did we just submit I, do you want to go to africa on a safari <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no i just want to win <laughs> like we we're, were both like wait no we don't we don't want to go to africa on a safari particularly because you know we're, we're what, what 15 or something like that yeah yeah <laughs> so what a weird what a weird man i do that's what i miss the most about nintendo power is all the all the extra stuff the extra coverage of the game is where we're of course fun at the time because the internet didn't exist but i loved all of the the bonus things like the letters that people wrote in and the the the, the extra you know side content stuff that was a nintendo power i think that's what i miss about gaming magazines the most yeah yeah the reviews and stuff were always like they were there but i i did actually like the features better i mm -hmm. used to every week i got egm i would yeah. immediately skip right to the back and this is yeah. probably indicative actually like this probably explains a lot i, I never put this together before but sean baby used to have a column oh yeah in the yep. back of e of of uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly, yeah, he had called it, the rest like the, of the crap. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. Where he would like deliberately review trash video games and then and, you and just like them. make fun of them, and that was my favorite thing in the whole magazine every single month because I thought it was the funniest thing. Yeah, I love I loved his stuff, and I, and then the what was the comic Hish, Hish, and Chan or something like that? I don't remember. There was like a. Those are those are my two favorite parts of, of EGM when they added Sean Baby's Corner. And he only got on there because of his website that blew up. <laughs> I didn't even know about that. I only knew about his column and I just thought his column was great. But like in retrospect, being more enamored with the crap stuff at the end of the yeah. at the end of the magazine rather than the actual like big fancy features <laughs> probably should have told me something about myself then. Yeah, because I liked it because it made me laugh, and I wanted to see what the what was crappy. And you wanted to see, you wanted to go play them, probably. <laughs> in some case, like it mostly just made me laugh. But every once in a while, I would see something, and I'd be like, "I want to see it for myself." Yeah, I never had that. <laughs> I want to see how bad it is for myself, because that will also be funny. <laughs> and now here I am. Giving out Here. trash live on Cusa Grande. <laughs> yeah, when's your next... Do you, do you know when your next thing is? Uh, there's matches going on today, but there's only a couple. Um, I'm not signed up for them. Round four is almost over. There's like five matches left in the whole thing, and then we'll be on to brackets. 
So it may not be for a while. Um, they ask GMs not to sign up in consecutive weeks just so that everyone gets a shot. Sure. So, and because there's not very many matches, I'm probably going to sit out for a few weeks. So the short answer is no, I don't know when my next one's going to be. Okay. But it'll probably be in, a, in, I would say, probably two, three, four weeks or something like that. Sounds good. I will, uh, I will announce on the podcast and in the Discord, which is linked in the description of this podcast, if you'd like to join and hang out and talk to us. And, um, and one, one final thing before we go, if somebody wanted to uh, write into the podcast, how, how should they do that? <laughs> they should write in <laughs> questions, comments, and things that they want us to talk about to the retro breakdown at gmail.com. We'll see you next week.